be the world champion with a body like that. And this man. And that's the bottom line. The reign of the modern day Maharaja. And now, your world podcast champions. Travis. Diddy. Yo. You know what I was thinking? In that intro, if we were podcast champions, what would my title be and what would your title be? The podcast champions? No, if we had individual titles. Play with me here. Come on. Please rephrase that. <laughs> Don't play with me. Play- <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's too early for this. Um, sorry, guys. You started this. I know. So- we recorded a little late. I was tired Thursday after work, and uh, yep, that's what happens. Yeah, that's why I was thinking we might want to start changing the title of always releasing a new one on Friday, and let's I just know. say the weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good idea. Because that would cover that... us for three days, technically, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's true. The problem with that is I got to change the podcast picture all the crap with advertisements is stupid freaking ordeal. But no, what you should do is get like a get like a, a paper on there where it, ha- it looks like <laughs> duct tape, for instance, on the current picture, and it looks like you scratched the word "weekends" on it. Hmm. I wonder. I, I I think that'd be funny. Yeah, I'm pretty good at graphic design. I, maybe should, that's a good idea. Um. So. Summer Slam is actually this Sunday and not last Sunday like that one guy said last podcast ago. Yeah, I know. This whole this Summerfest is coming out to be an <laughs> awesome Summerfest. It'll be awesome. Summerfest. God. Sorry, I was watching too much What Culture yesterday. <laughs> I was like, what the? Um, so, should we start match card by match card? We can actually take some time on each one. Uh, are we doing match cards as in both the TakeOver tonight and uh, the SummerSlam tomorrow? Or are we just talking the SummerSlam card? Uh, you can do TakeOver. I think we should because that's tonight, man. And I'm, I don't know about anybody else, but I feel like sometimes I'm the only one that gets more excited for the NXT TakeOver. No, that's not true. I'm not the only one. I like the NXT TakeOver sometimes a lot more than I do the actual shows, like the main shows. Oh, yeah. Well... I'm not saying I don't, but just, um, it just WrestleMania was was definitely a, a freaking killer show, I, which I honestly did not expect this year's WrestleMania to be uh, to be anything astonishing, and yet I think it's been probably one of the best WrestleManias that they've oh, done in the last decade. Advertising come up. Uh, <laughs> sorry, there's, there's some music that came up while you were talking. Sorry about that. Um, okay. So let's do it. I cannot oh. say half the names. Uh, what's his name? Johnny what? Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Gargano. Yep. Uh, versus uh, Cien, right? Yes. Andre Cien Almas. Who do you want to win? I don't have any favorites because I am not very giant fans of either of them. I don't. I mean, you should be. Johnny Wrestling's pretty freaking special of an athlete. And he came out with a new shirt, too, so it's pretty cool. Um, but I didn't. It's a toss-up for me on who I want to win this because I like Johnny Wrestling, but I also like uh, Andre as a as a heel because he's he's good. He's extremely extremely good as a heel, and especially since they added now Vega next to next to him, who 
is uh, Thea Trinidad, for those who don't know. Um, her and him is a good combination together. I kind of like her being his, I don't want to say conscience, but bitch. more so being his motivator. I'll say uh, bitch. No, no, <laughs> not even close. Uh, that girl bad in her own right, dude. She she a good wrestler in her own right. So not a bad bitch, like a like a good one. No, I know what you mean, but still, <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a bad bitch. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I like I like them both. Um, I kind of think Andre needs it more than Johnny, but I think with Johnny now going into his solo stance yeah. and starting to break away from DIY. Um, WWE or NXT in particular, maybe trying to build Johnny Wrestling up to be uh, a pretty pretty solid singles competitor, so that when Tommaso Ciampa does come back from his injury, it'll be all that much more personal for him to do something along the lines of costing Johnny. When I hear Wrestling. his name, I always think of Chumbawamba. Okay, sorry. Uh, so I think I think Johnny Wrestling walks away with the win the, uh, tonight. I would like to see Andre get it just because I think they've they finally found something good for him and it's working. So I would like for him to win, but I just don't see it in the cards tonight. I think Johnny's going to take it. Um, I'll just say Gargano, too. Yep. Um, something I can actually talk about, Aleister Black versus Hideo. This could be, in all fairness to Johnny and CN. They have the potential to have the show stealer because yes. they they have actually had great chemistry apparently at live shows recently, and uh, a lot of the fans in attendance have been praising the matches that they've had. But Itami versus Black has just as much potential to be just as good, if not better. Do you feel like Hideo's not going to make it in the long run? I just feel like they're no, not doing enough. No, I feel enough. like he's, gonna do, he's doing just no, fine. No, I feel like they're not doing enough with him. Like, I'm not giving him a push. Like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he's less... He, I know injuries and stuff, but he's a little bit lackluster, I feel like. That's kind of been why they've been putting him in the spot that they have now. But yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised because there was the rumor that it was going to be uh, him and... Uh, him and Ono that was going to be at TakeOver because they've been doing their feud throughout the summer. So I was kind of shocked that they announced this as a match. Um, my thought is I think Ono is going to get involved somehow, but that's just me. I mean, um, mm -hmm. huh? Do you think if uh, Shinsuke doesn't really make it and doesn't pan out to be what WB hopes, they're going to trust another Asian star coming into uh, Raw or SmackDown? Well, here's the thing with Itami. Um, I don't. I honestly don't really see him being a, a huge star on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. And with the with the rumor going about that they're looking at doing another superstar shakeup after SummerSlam. Yeah, and they're saying Finn Balor is going to win SmackDown probably. God, I hope not. That's what they're saying um, now. Why do you hope I, not? I, I, they said uh, that's where the newer stars thrive. Last podcast. I've, I've heard. I've heard that. I just. I don't like that idea because I'm like, you put Finn on Raw, he's yeah. getting good reactions, he's a good he's a good seller, um, and what I mean seller, I'm not talking about like sales in the ring, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about he's, he, he sells merchandise, that boy sells. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, he's worth money, and he's on the A show, he's an A, he's an A talent. To me, if you're going to move Balor over to SmackDown, then you need to move Gallows and Anderson over there too. And have Styles, Balor, Gallows, and Anderson all back together as a club. That's yeah. just my opinion. Unless they're unless they are going to. You can go call them the club. Huh? Oh, sorry. What did you say? Call them the club. 
Well, that's unfortunately what they have to call them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so generic. It sucks. I hate it so bad. Like, it's still to this day, anytime somebody's like, the club. I'm like, God, this just sounds so stupid. It, it feels like so some, like, uh, high school thing. Yeah, and that's what I don't like. I was like, it sounds too generic and yeah. preppy. I don't like it. Too generico. But, but I think WWE, just they, they went that route to, A, preserve... Uh, the fact that they're not stepping on New Japan's toes for obviously for copyright infringement. Yeah. Uh, but mainly also just to let people know that they acknowledge the fact that they used to be part of the Bullet Club. So we, we're just going to call them the club. All right. <laughs> Good creative idea. Couldn't have gone with Bullet like what, I don't want to go. Uh, been rumored. So I don't want to go too much into this. I want to go back to what we're talking about. But real, real quick, mm-hmm. I finally watched the Southpaw. The newest one, and I have never really watched the other ones. I didn't They're, either until this morning. Dude, I've never really watched them, and I watched it's it for funny. I, I know I watched the newest one yesterday, and so uh, I was like, "This is really good." And so me and Gabby, my little sister, we went back to all the old South Paws and watched every single one, and they're really funny. And the club, yeah. and the club, the um, uh, dang, what's his name? Um, Text too bad. Yeah, Ted Ferguson. Yes. <laughs> Dude, they're, it is. It's extremely funny. It's I was pretty good. Surprised. I was surprised. And Jericho is awesome as usual. Dude, honestly, just about anybody who's involved in that thing is pretty pretty good. Like, I know. They're so good at Dude, it. Dude, like, Rusev was awesome. He was yeah, so I'll funny. Go, I'll have to go back and watch some of the old ones. You haven't seen like, Rusev? No, like you said. I, oh my I, God, I, Travis! I did, please. I didn't oh watch any God. of these until just this morning. Travis, please go back because the Rusev part—he plays a cowboy. Oh uh, uh, no, he plays a country boy, and he's like wearing overalls and he's trying not to laugh the whole time. And Lana, Lana back in the day. Oh my God, it is freak. Me and me and me, me, me and Gabby were freaking out. It's so funny. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, let's go back to NXT. Uh, okay. So so back. Back to what I was saying about the the shakeup, that the supposed impending shakeup. The the main thing about that is that they're wanting to send rumoredly guys down to NXT. Um, so that being said, I don't think Itami is gonna ever actually get to the main roster, and I don't mean that as a dig towards Hideo Itami, because honestly, if they did move him to the main roster, I think he would just get relegated to 205 Live. God. Which I think, I think right now, Death Sentence Live, it's it's still struggling. But at the same time, I think they're starting to make a little bit of headway because you think so. Are, Austin well, Aries say, is gone. Neville's not champion. It's just I don't hold, know. Well, hold on. Neville's still the driving force behind the cruiserweight division. Definitely. Um, with Akira Tozawa, though, he's getting he's getting a good reaction from people. So yeah. he's. He's kind of being built as the good cruiserweight that it, it's still unfortunate that Austin Aries left. I was I was so mad. I know you I were, you were a big Aries fan. I was, I, it, but I under I kind of understood his reasoning for it because he felt like he was pigeonholed in the cruiserweight division and he wasn't going to get out of it. And I and I I understand that that mindset because it kind of feels that way towards a lot of those guys. Um, I don't think he should have looked at it as a demotion though, mainly because. Again, uh, JBL pointed it out on one of their episodes of Bringing It to the Table. Mm-hmm. Neville 
uh, was moved to the cruiserweight division, and he's doing the best work in his entire WWE career, being the king of the cruiserweight character, and that wasn't a demotion. People actually took notice of him. Yeah, you know what? There's do. some people that can do it well. I mean, I don't know. Neville has thrived in NXT, and he's thrived 205 Live. If they just do it the right way on Raw or SmackDown, he could be a freaking giant heel. Giant. He could, but now with the whole King of the Cruiserweights gimmick, there's no way that he could actually pull that off oh. unless it's in the Cruiserweights. Because honestly, mm. that's where he's a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. And 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 again, that's never. He has thrived. He has. He's thrived there, but it's not to say that everybody gets to two on, on two of five live is doing well right now. <laughs> right. Well, because we know that that's not true. <laughs> there's there's too yeah. many people that right now we're in limbo on 205 Live because it's a lot of the same stuff every week. Um, that's why I don't really care to watch it. Um, but anyway, uh, Tommy, I think, is going to be a NXT staple for a while. Um, they He's don't, been there I, before Shinsuke. That's the crazy part. He is, but like you said, injury plagues and everything like that mm-hmm. really stopped him from because if, if we were to look at this realistically, he was part of the class that involved Balor, Owens, Neville, Zane. He was with those guys. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the fact that he got injured so much, he probably would already be on the main roster. Yeah. But now with Nakamura on the main roster, and I really do believe, and we'll talk about this more in depth here in a little bit, do I think believe? tomorrow night uh, we're going to see Nakamura really soar as being the face of SmackDown. I hope so because I'm really pulling for him. It's, you can tell. So, you can tell his English is getting better too. Oh, he's Nakamura takes this seriously. I mean, he he. Oh yeah, he you could can speak, tell. He could speak English to a degree when he first got to WWE. But it really counts when you're on the mic. Exactly, yeah. and he's he's doing. And the thing that I like about what he's been doing with his promos. Again, we'll go more in depth with him in a little bit. And mm-hmm. a Tommy too, because this goes towards a Tommy. Um, they're slowing down their words, which is good because. Yes. The more that they slow down, the better influx that they can get, and the more people can understand what they're saying. And and that's that's to benefit both of them, because then once people can listen to what they're saying, then that's when they start investing in the characters. I agree, so, yep. So that's, that's good for both guys. Both guys have been doing well with their promos recently, so... I'm glad to see that from both of them. I think the work that Funaki has done with them has been very has been paid off very well. Indeed. So. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Had to. Had to. I know it's overdone, but that's you know it is what it is. Uh, so yeah, Black and Tommy. Uh, I'm t- I'm taking Alistair Black in that one, but that's gonna be a that's gonna be a good one for sure. I, I definitely see Black and Tommy doing good things for uh, NXT tonight. Oh yeah, um, well, not to be biased, but I pick Alistair Black because I freaking love him. He's so different. He can, he is truly can be a major star in Raw or SmackDown. I feel like he will. He has he the presence. He has star. the look. He has the stature, the size, everything Vince usually likes, anyways. So well, he t- doesn't. He doesn't have the size though because he's, he's not pretty tall though. He's he's average. He's about six he can, one, six two. He can build, yeah, but he looks tall though. He's like he doesn't. He, he looks tall, sure, but he's also here against this, NXT guys. Well, no, this is what's funny about our conversation here. He's in real life. He's right around the two hundred five pound mark. So oh. there, 
so there was a uh, there was talk amongst backstage back when Aries was still with the company. They were tempted to throw Alistair Black on 205 Live as part of the cruiserweight division. Mm. And I was like, oh, God, please don't do that. Please yeah. don't do that. I mean, it would help 205 Live a lot, though. It would, but I don't want him to get in that role either because I don't want him to feel to like drown. he gets pigeonholed and yep. then doesn't stay with the company long. Yep, I agree with that. Um, okay, next card, bro, bro. Uh, the authors of Pain vs. Sanity, which real quick, oh my god, WWE 2K18, the Sanity mm-hmm. entrance is awesome. Mm-hmm. I've watched this so many times. Like that is the coolest looking uh, video game entrance I've uh, entrance I've seen in a long time. Dude, this game coming up looks the graphics alone look yes. sick on it. Like and they like two K really picked up on their their graphic models. And I'm a big uh, Nintendo Switch guy, and I cannot wait to get a nice first. I haven't got a wrestling game in many years because every time I get a wrestling game, I don't know what it is. Uh, you get disappointed with yeah, them. Yeah, well, it's just, I don't know. I guess I'm getting older. I'm 30 now. I'm old man. The controls are not like they used to be. I'm just, it's a little too intricate for me. I cannot... I don't know. Under the 2K banner, they're going to be. Yeah, just they're way too much for what it used to be. But uh, Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that sanity entrance, man. So freaking cool. Yeah, it, it really is. I really, really hope they don't split them up and, and before they can come to Raw for at least a full year with that group. Yeah, it it makes me wonder tonight too because uh, Sawyer Fulton, who was uh, one of the original four members of Sanity, sent out a tweet uh, either yesterday or Thursday. But she belongs back there. Uh, I think he does too. But it makes me wonder since they they replaced him with Killian Killian Dane yeah. when uh, when he got hurt. So I'm hoping I, I'm kind of like with you. I am hoping WWE doesn't go the route of throwing in a uh, uh, begrudged former member mm. coming back and screwing them over. I, I hope they don't. I hope they keep him as part of it. And this is this is this is fantasy booking here. This is me being a booker. Um, <laughs> if I were to plan this match out, I would want it to go down to where you have a huge melee. Well, hold on. Before I go any further, what <laughs> what two members of Sanity are You're worse than me today? Well, I'm, I say that because this is details. What two members of Sanity are we getting? Are we getting mm. Dane and uh, Wolf? Or is it Eric Young and Wolf? Is it Young and Dane? They, well, it's debatable. Whenever you're in a group, it's everybody. That's what I'm saying. That's that's why I'm like, they, they can only have two, but what two members are going to go with them? I think the way they've pushed it, it's going to be Dane and Wolf, which I'm cool with that. So if we go that route... Um, Still, you have a huge melee where a fight breaks out between the AOP and Sanity. And I think Eric Young and Nikki Cross uh, will be there. Nikki can't really get involved very much. I can kind of see her doing something with Paul Elring at one point. Um, Nikki's not really hot, but I'm sorry you always go back to this kind of stuff. But she has a weird hotness to her. (laughs) Well, if you've ever seen photos of her, and and I'll tell you to go do some research when you get off this call... Go look up some of her independent wrestling photos of modeling for yeah. her. To yeah, no, she uh, she she pretty she pretty fine. She's a little um, sexy for some reason. I don't know what it is. Just go look up some indie pictures. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Um, anyway, <laughs> sorry, I'm a typical guy. I know typical. Anyway, yep. um, melee breaks out, and right as AOP 
goes to put the finishing touches on one of the members, mm-hmm. I can see where like the arena could potentially go dark for a second, um, or somebody comes out from underneath the ring or under, or over the barricade, and we'll say masked up like a sanity member, and then costs AOP the match only to be revealed later to be Sawyer Fulton, so that you then have you have the original four plus you have Dane. So you have a five-team group that's composed of four dudes that are, for the most part, pretty legitimate, and then uh, Nikki Cross in there. So you've got a complete group, in my opinion. Yeah. And I'd like, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see Sanity have the five members because we haven't seen, we really haven't seen a group uh, that's been composed of more than four guys within the last decade. As a matter of fact, I mean. There's not been a whole lot of factions or teams that have had more than just four guys in them. Evolution only had four. Shield had three. Yeah, I, I hit your evolution button. Every time. <laughs> so I think it'd be cool if that happens. And honestly, I, I like AOP to a degree, but um, I, I like Sanity. So I'm gonna put, I'm picking Sanity to win in that match. Yeah, well, who I want to win? Oh, no, never mind. We're not doing this. We're yeah, not, that's too long. Too long. That's just, way pick, too long. just pick it. We're just gonna pick who we want. That's Sanity. It. Yeah. Uh, Plus, it's good. more fun because it, because it, again, this goes back to our old fan logic of let's just pick who we want instead of who we think they're gonna do because yeah. then it feels more fun when you exactly. literally just sit there and enjoy it as a fan. That's true. <laughs> okay, uh, Asuka. That's why we don't do spoilers either. You're right. Um, Asuka versus Ember Moon. Man. And it's Asuka, not Asuka. I can always... It's a problem. All From now names. on, if, you, if, you, if we <laughs> talk about her, just, just say, Travis, what's her name? Here's the thing, though. I know the names, but when I'm having to read the match card for us, I just read what I read and don't even think what the real name is. Well, Never... I'm going to tell, tell you for just a little help. Just remember, the U is silent. Okay. So it's Asuka. Uh, so, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm really bad about reading the names. Uh, man, if you listen to this podcast enough, you'll realize I am bad at grammar and reading and names. And gr- I'm a grammatical Nazi. And, and uh, he can yeah, attest to this. He is a Nazi. That's why he was in one of those supreme uh, supremacists uh, over the stop, weekend. Stop. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> so, stop. the last two weekends, we have you as a drug dealer. Or, no, you as a druggie and a white supremacist. <laughs> why are you trying to do this to me on, on the show? I'm sorry. Just, okay, before we go any further, we're going to stop for a second, and I'm going to say right now, no, I am not a white supremacist. I'm just no, kidding. No. Travis is the most diverse guy you, you'll know. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I'm looking to cause problems, so no. No, Travis Travis does freaking, uh, what uh, What do you call it? Um, he does acting with, uh, what's that, ch- church you do, right? Church? G-rated, yeah. 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 That's it's what, like that's a, like a urban like a film stuff? Drama? It's a, it's no, it's uh, it's stage acting. Okay, you're uh, usually so, the only white guy in the whole thing. That's what I was wondering. Oh, there ain't no usually about it. There's only <laughs> been two two people in the entire production company, uh, acting wise, and actually backstage too. Uh, there's only been two people that have actually been white, me and another <laughs> girl. And then the funny thing about it is when I'm not a part of it. Then the girl's been a part of it, and then when she's not oh. a part of it, I've been a part of it. So I was just trying to give some backtrack. People don't really think you're a white supremacist. Yeah, oh, that's what God. I'm saying. It was, like, <laughs> it was like you had to go that route. I know. 
So now I, I'm trying to cover tracks here in case somebody listens to this and says, don't go listen to this podcast because there's a racist on it. And I'm like, God dang it, Ramsey. You're right. Why? You're right. I'm sorry. Okay. Once again, back to topic. Yeah. No more racial topics, please. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, you're right. Let's keep it. We're going to keep it purely sexist in here, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because we're Just both kidding. men at the end of the day. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so who do I want to win at least? I want only reason I want Ember Moon to win is so um, Asuka can come to Raw or SmackDown because it's time. See, and I don't want Asuka to leave NXT. Why? Just I just I don't think I just don't think that she would be effective on the main roster or really? as effective. And I only say that because most of the main roster is for it. Um, it is what it is. It's built around the casual fan. It's built around the kids' yeah. show. So Asuka coming in, unless you're in one of the towns that's known for wrestling, like a Philadelphia or a New York, um, I would even venture to say a, a few cities in Texas. For I'd say Dallas specifically because Dallas is, was a former wrestling town like for years and years. Um, unless it's a big city like that, I don't really see anybody in any other city giving Oscar a huge reaction. Well, maybe Florida. Uh, actually, I think Florida would be okay just because that's where NXT is based out of. Mm -hmm. So unless it's one of those cities, I don't think that we're going to get the Oscar that we're used to. And I think she just serves well being in NXT. But I still want Ember to win just because it's the way they've, they've done great about the buildup. They've done awesome with the feud. Um, it feels authentic. Um, I know that they've had matches before outside of WWE and other independent promotions. So, uh, and that was back when Oscar uh, went by a, a God. What was her What was her name before she came to WWE? I cannot I cannot remember for the life of me. So my apologies for for that. Hmm. But Ember Moon was known as Athena. So they had yeah. they had some pretty good matches outside WWE. So it's I, I don't think we're going to see anything less than greatness from both of them tonight. Well, I have a feeling you're right. Um, so next one, glorious Bobby Roode versus Drew McIntyre. Are we missing one? I feel like we missed one. Um, no. You sure? No, that's four. There's. Five confirmed matches, right? I thought there were six. Six. Hmm. Let me go back a little bit. This match card is updated August 18th. And I'm looking at a Bleacher Report. Hmm. Maybe, okay, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're just uh, off your game, Travis. Maybe coffee hasn't kicked too in much, yet. <laughs> too much, or too much. Um, so, I... I personally want to keep seeing Rude, Rude with the title just because he's doing a hell of a job. Oh, man, yeah. Rude's phenomenal as champion. Like, But Bobby Rude, uh, so I, I, forget, I think I think Ric Flair said it. No, 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 not Ric Flair. Um, I, just got, I just listened to a podcast actually just a couple of days ago with him. Um, Booker T, there we go. Um, Booker T was saying on his podcast earlier this week, uh, he was going back over his TNA his TNA stint that he had there, mm -hmm. and uh, I forgot about that. Right? <laughs> uh, I mean, he apparently he he didn't really do much with TNA either. He called it a vacation. Um, <laughs> That's funny. But he, uh, 
he uh, he was saying that there's a there's a lot of, there's a few guys that are with WWE now that he's he's extremely proud of them and happy for them to be in WWE because he always felt like that they were somebody big down in uh, TNA and he always hoped that one day they would make it here mm-hmm. and those guys were AJ Styles Samoa Joe. Uh, he threw Eric Young in there too because he said he got along great with Eric. Said Eric was a great talent, and he is. Um, and then Bobby Roode especially, and he was, and he praised Bobby Roode. He's like, because look, look at what this kid's done. You know, TNA of course capitalized on him being a good heel and being the it factor when he was with them. But I have to say, compared to the two characters, the it factor Bobby Roode and the glorious Bobby Roode. Glorious. Yep. I'm telling you, Glorious Rude is killing anything that he ever did in TNA. Bobby Rude, to me, feels more like a dominant heel, mm-hmm. more like a dominant wrestler, and more importantly, a more dominant and important champion in NXT than he ever did when he was TNA champion. It always felt like it was forced when he was TNA champion. This, him as NXT champion feels very natural i agree with that too i and i like root but i i I don't think he wins tonight because i like drew mcintyre drew's done yes great i i love drew too yeah he did he's done he did great work being away from wwe coincidentally also in tna for a little bit um he was their world champion there as well uh drew did wonderful on the independent circuits and really just evolved himself when he left WWE the first time and now he's come back with the NXT brand Maybe and this he spent is where so I think much he... time at Evolve. Do what? Never mind, sorry. No, no, he did. He spent a lot of time at uh, the Evolve promotion. That was, that was a pun. Um, but this Drew McIntyre has been a huge upgrade from what we saw the first time around. Um, and I, I think him and Root are going to put on a great match tonight too. This the whole NXT TakeOver card is actually pretty well stacked with a yeah. bunch of guys that can work. I mean, I didn't realize it until I read it off. It sounds pretty good, actually. It's it's. I think it's going to be... They're going to give SummerSlam a run for their money. I, and they, and well, I don't know about that, because the entrances alone I'm hearing about sound freaking amazing. Well, uh, NXT's not going to be uh, not going to be excluded from special entrances, as I read that Alistair Black is supposed to have a pretty special entrance tonight too. Ooh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting! I didn't realize they do that for NXT, really. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. They, well, they, as much cool. as much, like they, they spend really like on the big shows. Yeah, yeah. They they may spend a lot of money. Hold on, so my thing's about to play some freaking ad. Okay, this is what happens when you have too much stuff on the background. Okay. <laughs> So, um, trying to find a, a nice match card so I can, uh, I was watching one earlier on, on Facebook, uh, Kathy Kelly was running down the, the card. Um, we can start with the kickoff show cause there's three matches on the kickoff. Let's show. do that. It's Akira Tozawa with Titus O'Neil versus mm-hmm. Neville. In the return match for the cruiserweight title, yep. um, I'm not. I'm not going to go any details on this one. Uh, Why? Both of them are good workers. Um, personally, I would like to see uh, Neville get the title back. Yeah. Um, do you think Tozawa is going to make it in the long run? Uh, in the cruiserweights, sure. Uh, so you don't see him ever on a Raw or SmackDown being uh, as being a main player. No. Hey, Rey Mysterio was. 
That's awesome. Rey Mysterio is a one in a billion talent. You think so? Yep. Hmm. I think a lot of people would argue and debate with that. There's been uh, a lot well, of could, luchadors like out there. I'd like there. to see what facts they got. There's a lot of luchadors out there. Luchadors out there that could talk better on the mic and wrestle just as good. Never okay. got a shot. Okay. Name one. Um. They never made it. Exactly. Because they were not given the chance. No. Disagree. <laughs> There's. <laughs> I'm sorry. Rey Mysterio is too. He's he's too special of a talent. I guess I just never been a Ramos here a fan because he wasn't he wasn't garnered for you. I'm sorry when he when you have a guy who weighs 200 pounds around there or less and he's freaking the world heavyweight champion something irks me. It's, I don't know why. I mean, CM Punk was just around, but he has that presence. Ramos here does not seem like a guy who should have a world heavyweight title. Rey Mysterio was the heavyweight a part just messes me up. Uh, and champion. Just saying. What'd you say? I'm sorry. I said Rey Mysterio was a great wrestler. Um, I think his title run, uh, even though mm. his his title run was pretty pathetic in regards to the way they booked him as a champion. Um, for a guy his stature, he did he did well as champion. Sorry, I got so, my dogs going in the background. That's okay. <laughs> Hold on, let me pause my thing real quick. One second. Yeah, I had to take a little break on that because my dog started uh, barking a whole bunch. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, weird pause right here. Um, so, getting back to SummerSlam, uh, I guess we'll jump back to the next uh, next um, team or match card. Uh, the New Day, which is going to be Biggie Big e and Xavier Woods versus um, the Usos. Yep. The tag Team SmackDown Championship. Who do I want to win? Personally, New Day. Yep, yep. I think I, I want New Day to win too. Uh, for me personally, um, I actually like I actually like the Usos. Um, I, I like the I like the run that they've been on. I like what they've been doing. Um, I I actually want the feud to keep going, but I think this is going to be the blow off, and I think we're going to see New Day win again tonight. Yeah. I got the feelings you're right. Um, I don't. I have no idea why this is on pre-show. I can. I can guess why because it's thrown together. Uh, Hardy Boys and Jason Jordan versus The Miz and The Miz Taraj. Uh I would have to see. Uh, you just think one of the highest sellers of merchandise right now wouldn't be on a pre-show, but whatever. Well, that's kind of my thought too, and somebody actually pointed that out. Uh, earlier this morning that's like Big Cass and the Big Show is on the main card while the Hardys are on the pre-show. And I'm like, well, you can't really go that route because honestly... The Miz, I, the Miz alone should not be allowed to be on a pre-show. He's too... That's what gets me. That's what This is kind of stuff that gets me so much. It's like the Miz, it's personally, is one of your top heels. And yeah. he has really done well the last couple of years. He really has jumped up, jumped out, and really shown himself again and proved himself to be something. And to throw him on the pre-card, I mean, I love Jeff and Matt Hardy. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I'm saying The Miz alone should not be allowed to be on a pre-card. It's like, it's like throwing um, The Rock or Stone Cold on a pre-show. I'm not saying he's like that, but I'm saying like back in the day, if you had the top guys in the company – and then there's so many matches. You had to, I mean, I would not let Big Show and Big Cass or, um, I mean, I mean, there's so many people that could, I mean, I'm not saying 
I don't know. Just uh, I was trying to look at other matches that could have been on the pre-show, but I mean, at the very least, Randy Orton versus Rusev. Oh God, yes, please. I mean, I can't. I freaking I can't love Rusev. That's but that actually should... on the main show. I know that alone should have been on the pre-card. I love Rusev, but dang. Well, that and it's almost like a slap in the face to the Intercontinental Title because this is the first joint, uh, joint branded show since WrestleMania, and guess yeah. what? The Intercontinental title match that was had at WrestleMania was also on the pre-show. Yeah. So two two back-to-back uh, co-branded pay-per-views, the Intercontinental title, in this case, it's not even being defended, but the champion is on the pre-show. Yeah. That's a slap in the face to That's the ridiculous. IC title, especially when the United States title is on the main show. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, uh, yeah, Hardy's in Jordan on that one. Yeah, I believe I believe so too. Uh, main card: Naomi versus Natalia in a singles match for the WWE SmackDown's Women's Champion. Well, I'm a man, yay, yay, yay. Sorry, I love that freaking song. I don't know why. That's well, better than the uh, the first one that they ever released yes. of that person. I mean, I actually did like when they added the techno thing to it, so it was cool. I would techno, oh my god. And, or dubstep, I'm yeah, sorry. Well, that's, even bad, it's not, it's, that's even bad to say, dubstep. They call it EDM, thank you. Whatever, the, I don't care what it's they call it. It's called electronics, dance. Dude, if you want to keep young viewers in this thing and not a whole bunch of just people like us, you need you need newer, younger people listening to your podcast, or you're never going to make it. So if you say dubstep, EDM. That's what it's called. No, not anymore. It's called EDM, electronic. I can't say it. Electronic dance music. Okay. So the reason I know this is one of my friends got onto me and's like, "Oh my god, you sound like you're 50," because dubstep's a whole different thing. It's like a whole different generation, different thing. I, I don't know. care. I didn't know this. I'm just trying to give you some wisdom, bro. Let me let me let me point something out to you. I've been to a dubstep concert. Just FYI, or I'm sorry, an EDM concert. It may have been. Uh, it may have been a dubstep concert, but I'm saying EDM's what they call it now. I, I don't. I, I don't care what they call it. It's. It's not. Hmm. I don't care if people hate me for saying this or not, because um, I know people used to say this about rock music too. Yeah. EDM is not music. It is beats that should. What you should be doing is selling your beats to somebody who can put words to it. Because quite okay, frankly, here's the thing: there's, oh, we're not gonna get too much into this. Then you're telling me somebody at least is making beats, is at least doing something that is more musically um, real than some guy laying a rap verse or singing over a track somebody else made. The reason I say this is I used to play violin. Nobody talks during an orchestra concert. It's pure or- music. Well, and I was about to say, kind of adding to that point, though, mm-hmm. to me, though, EDM is not music because, or it's, I'm sorry, it's not real music because you don't have to play an instrument to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's, it, I'm sorry. It's, I know it, what you're saying. You're not picking up a guitar. You're not sitting at a drum. You're not playing a violin. You're not doing something with a musical instrument. Well, then, and granted, so you can make this, all of all of rap. I was gonna say you can. I was actually about to say that you can make that argument about rap too, um, but the thing with rap is you can also make the argument that rap is more poetry than anything else. Yeah. Oh yeah. So honestly, rap to me is more so. But it's poetry music. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is to me, rap is more of a subgenre of poetry than it is music. It just so happens to have a beat associated with the words. I think it's just a, um, it's a generational gap, buddy. 
I, I'm, I'm sure it is. You know, and that's and that's fine. That's just, what happens. It's it's just not oh, my cup that, of tea. Oh, that that devil music, that rock music, those uh, young right. people are playing. Oh, I mean, right. same shit. Um, let's go back to the match card. Uh, man, we have a lot of different topics today, don't we? Not, don't not even wrestling. Okay. I don't know. Um, so I want Naomi to win. Who do you want to win? Natalia. Actually, no, I'm so sorry. I for, I want oh I don't want, I want Natalia to win. I'm so sorry. I meant to say Natalia. Copy. No, Natalia deserves it. She deserves a major win at a major pay per view. She's been there way too damn long. Put in the work. She's a great wrestler. Yeah, that's it. Um, next one, Alexa Bliss for Sasha Banks, and I'm I sure. I love this match. Oh my god! And real fast, I'm sure you saw the video online uh, where that little kid slaps Alexa Bliss's butt. God. <laughs> oh, my God. That kid was... Did you see Nia Jax's face? Too? Yeah. Oh, my God. He was trying so hard. And what we're referring that. to, guys, you can probably find it online. It's pretty much uh, Nia Jax was carrying Alexa Bliss um, up the ramp. And before she could you know, go up the ramp, this little kid just stand, uh, leans out, slaps freaking Alexa Bliss's booty as Naomi's... Uh, Naomi. As uh, Nia Jax is carrying her. Oh my God! The fans next to him. You can, look at the fans. Watch the video. Look at the fans. They're like they're like, no, you can't do that. Okay. No, they're thinking to themselves, what a lucky bastard. I know, but there's a guy to the right of him. The guy goes, no. It was so funny. Oh my God. I know, but Nia Jax's face is what makes that. It's a gift yep. now. Yeah. Uh, that's what makes the whole thing is because she is trying so hard not to laugh. Yep. Oh my God. But uh, <laughs> getting back to the match, though, yeah. this is actually a match that has a little bit of actual personal uh, yeah. animosity involved in it. NXT. Because, well, not even just that. Sasha has verbally stated that she does not like Alexa Bliss at all. Like, they, she she has said on multiple occasions, in she real feels life? like, yes. Really? As in, like, they did not get along. Oh, I thought they were friends in real life. No, because from at least my understanding um, is that this actually does go back to their NXT days because uh, for those that don't know, Alexa Bliss uh, was – she was spotted. Uh, she actually sent in a tri- – remember, I think I told you this before. WWE's got where you can actually fill out an and application. And I actually, I actually wrote this on rumblingrumors.com. You can actually find the article link on rumblingrumors.com. Basically, Alexa Bliss talks about how she uh, originally got into WWE. Yeah, she filled out. She basically filled out an application, and they yeah. saw her look, and they uh, told her, "Hey, we're having a tryout uh, at such and such place on this, this, and this date, and we want you to come to it." Mm-hmm. And that's basically how she got into WWE. Sasha has a personal issue with that because. Sasha, who was known as Mercedes KV, I believe. Um, not not positive on the last two initials, but I'm going to go with it. Um, she was known as Mercedes KV on an independent circuit up in the northeast area, and that's how she got noticed was on the indies. So she put in – she paid her dues by wrestling on small oh, yeah, shows to get to WWE. Yeah, I've seen some uh, matches, actually, of her. Yep, and because she of that – She was still hot as hell. Right. Hmm. Um but because of that, because of the way that she got into the business as opposed to the way Alexa Bliss got into it, yeah. she, she kind of has some issues with that because I guess apparently when she first walked in, she actually said this on Raw Talk. Like uh, when uh, I guess it was after the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view. Peter Rosenberg and Renee Young were doing that and I guess said, do you have any kind of respect at all? for she? And before he could even finish the sentence, she said no. 
no, I don't. She goes, this this girl is so fake. Uh, she was like, she came in to NXT saying like, oh, I, I, I've been watching all my life and uh, I was such a big fan and this and that. And she goes, but yet you, you did a modeling competition essentially to get into WWE, please. You know, and I'm like, wow, this is... This mm-hmm. is kind of petty to get mad at somebody about. And Corey Graves said the exact same thing pretty much on the Bring It to the Table episode because he was like, I don't understand why she has any kind of issue with Alexa Bliss because at the end of the day, uh, she has to look past the fact that Alexa's making money for the company. She's a good character. People like her. She's doing. She's done her work to be where she is at. So why... Why diss somebody because of that? Who cares? I mean, how it's, you got it's here? two the ways. Some, what you do. Well, most wrestlers backstage, they. But they, Corey Graves is a guy who who made his name on an indie circuit too. And I'm when not, he's, I'm not a giant fan of Corey Graves. I know you well, are, but I do. I like. Well, I liked Corey back when he was a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrestler. He, he yeah. Do I'm not but a good commentator. Commentary. But I'm saying a lot of his views sometimes. I mean, I know he's trying to play heel. You know, it's weird. He picks and chooses how he wants to play heel. Uh, it's, uh, that's why I kind of... And It's this not a very talk- consistent heel announcer. It's weird. It's uh, I mean, well, Jerry Lawler had his times, too, where he was kind of... Yeah, but he was pretty good at being heel, and he was pretty consistent, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree with that. Um, but anyways, uh, with Corey Graves, though, I, I kind of have to agree with him on, like, why does it matter how you get to WWE? It's all about what you do when you get here. Yeah. And and it's like he said, she's she's put in the work, She's put in the sacrifice. She's making money for the company. She is she the best in ring talent? No. And even he said that he's like she's not. She's not that. She's not great. But it doesn't mean that she can't be great because. Um, and to oh, his sorry. point, just to put into perspective, uh, one of the now uh, looked at as one of the best uh, female wrestlers ever from WWE, Trish Stratus was not a good in ring wrestler when she started her wrestling career. And then when she finished her career, she was looked at as one of the best female wrestlers. Not anymore. Uh, well, Compared I mean, to this genre and this age? Yeah, well, no, uh, because obviously you're... We're not going to get back into this again. We had this discussion. No, because <laughs> we're comparing apples to oranges. We're comparing I love both a generation... Of them. We were comparing a generation of models to yeah. now a generation of full-fledged female wrestlers for the yeah. most part. But you have to admit still, for their time, Especially Lita, because Lita was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Lita puts her stock behind Trish, like she did, saying how how far she came and became, uh, yeah, Lita yeah. and Trish definitely. But like you said, though, I, mean, I think you said this already. Trish was like Alexa Bliss exactly. She was a model and all this stuff beforehand. Yep, she and she was. She was a fitness model, coincidentally. Yeah, and she had and, nothing to do with wrestling. And oh. she became the best female talent that WWE had for at least seven years. She started off as just a looker, and then she evolved into, at that time, the greatest women's champion to have ever faced WWE. Woo! Sorry. Um, I still want. I st- I'm still pulling for a Trish and Charlotte match at, at Mania. I want it. That would so be cool. Bad. I don't know if Trish can still do it. What do you think? Yes. She I'm not can saying still physically. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not saying. I'm saying like smooth enough, where it doesn't look very botched, where she's like an end ring wise, not her. Physical give her, give her a solid six to uh, four to six months. Let her get back in the ring. Let her. Do you think she'd want to do it properly. though? Because I feel uh, like she th- hasn't done nothing really in a long time. I mean, the last time we saw her was uh, her Hall of Fame induction. Um, 
Which she I agree. Hot. She did. She she still. I'm telling you, if you put Trisha's name on a marquee, still she'll sell. Oh yeah. no doubt about it. And I that's why I still think. But that she has to dye her hair blonde. She just doesn't look like the old Trisha no. Stratus anymore. No no no. She no. looks better brunette. She actually she looks does look way better, better brunette. No, she definitely does naturally. I'm saying, but the Trish Stratus I remember Trish Stratus I remember has like big old booty, big old titties, blonde hair. I don't know. It's just me. I mean, I, I get that, and I and I definitely see where you're coming from because that is true. But at the same time, I like I, I mean, like TNA. The that that's the freaking now. name of the freaking uh, group for a reason. Sorry, but I'm just gonna say now, if uh, if that, I think it can happen because I still think that there needs to be somewhat. It it needs to be kind of like a passing of the torch type of match because the women really haven't had that. And to me, I know that's Charlotte true. is the that's face good, good of this. Uh, of this women's division, to, Charlotte is indeed the overall face. I think for this women's division that we have now, mm. um, but I still think they need to have a passing of the torch. And to me, at this current moment, for this current time, Trish is still at the top of that list of being probably WWE's best woman to do everything—not just looks, not just wrestle. She was a complete package. So. I still think they need to have something of that line take place so that it can solidify Charlotte as being now the greatest that there's been. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, and I still think you put that on the Mania card. <sighs> to me, that 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 has a good running of being a good, if not excellent, match. Yeah. Granted, Charlotte would take most of the high spots, and I don't mean that as a diss. She's just she's just way more athletic than what Trish is. Um. So who do we pick? Who did you pick? Uh, I'm picking Bliss in this one. I pick Bliss as well. Um. Next one. If I didn't lose the freaking. Okay. Uh, AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens with Shane McMahon, and this is actually turned out to be pretty interesting, personally. Yeah. Yep. But I'm taking AJ. Your. Um. I want KO to win. You know me. Yeah, and there's really no explaining that needs to be done in this. In, in this yeah, match. there's nothing really on the line. We know they're both good wrestlers. We know it's on the line. Um, Shane McMahon being special referee, I think, adds a good dimension to the match. Do you think Shane um, is your heel? No. Yeah, I just think McMahon's do so much better as heels than faces. To me, Shane is the only McMahon that can really pull off being a babyface. I have yet to. I have yet to have a. Well, I'm sorry. Stephanie's run in 2000 from 2002 throughout 2003 when she was SmackDown GM. She did pretty good. Uh, this is gonna sound weird. Stephanie to me has always looked like a heel, but Vince knows how to turn that face on. He does, but that's just not. That's not. But he can be a freaking funny face, though. He can be, but he, technically he can be a funny heel too because he's done yeah, funny that's things true. as a heel. Um, I'm. I just. I don't think Vince is best when he's a face at all. He. He should. He's always a heel. Um, mm. Stephanie has had had a time where she was uh, a babyface, but like we just said, her best work as well has been when she's a heel because people just kind of love to hate that girl. Shane though, Shane's just too. He's had too many instances where he actually has been the face. You think about it. He was the face against Big Show. Uh, against his own dad, he was the face against Kurt Angle. Uh, he was the face against AJ Styles. 
Um, one could argue he was the face uh, going up against Undertaker last year at Mania. Um, to me, Shane's just the, been the best. Oh, he was even the face against Randy Orton. And every every time, Shane's just been good. And he's the only McMahon that I think can pull off that face mentality. Yeah. So, no, I don't think you turn you don't turn Shane heel because, honestly, I don't want to see it. I like Shane being commissioner. I like him being the the good commissioner. I just think ratings, ratings go better whenever you have the boss always holding down the, the face stars. It just seems better. You want to see that face do better and the heels you know, end up trying to work for the, 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 the heel boss. I don't know. The scenes always seems better to me, but... No, I mean, I mean, you have a point because I mean, Eric Bischoff is a prime example of that. He was yeah, that's the a, only. I mean, it's only, only happened like player. multiple times now, and that's when ratings were the highest. I know there was a freaking war in the middle of it all. I'm just saying. Well, and Eric Bischoff was a general manager of Raw for six straight years, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry for uh, four years because he he te- quote unquote got fired in 2006. Um, so he was the only general manager of either show that was around for more than just a year. SmackDown went through three GMs in the time that Eric Bischoff was the only, uh, if you want to count Stone Cold being co-Raw GM, but still, Eric Bischoff is still a general manager. He was the only one that was there, whereas SmackDown had Stephanie, had Paul Heyman, and had Teddy Long. That's true. So you you have a point to your argument there. Mm, I have a point for once. Thanks, Travis. Yeah. I'll uh, give props when it's due. I'm just kidding. Um, Randy Orton versus Rusev. Not going to go in detail on this either because, quite frankly, there's not really much to talk well, about. I want I'm Rusev picking, to win. I was about to say, I'm picking Rusev too. Yep. There's no reason for Orton to win. Uh, but, the, yeah, whatever. Okay. This match, Big Show versus Big Cast with Enzo suspended above a shark cage. Did you hear why they put Enzo in a shark cage? Pro- supposedly is this is this story or is this this like... is some rumor backstage stuff they're saying that it's it's a real like um a real like heat he's having backstage and and i guess creative and uh vince or whoever it is knows he is deathly afraid of heights and so really that's that's what like multiple major sites are reporting like i've read this three times i didn't read it on purpose it just keeps showing up so I read this three different times that they put him in a shark cage because they knew he's deathly afraid of heights in real life. Really? Yeah, I was like, man, that's a, that's kind of uh, that's kind but of like. But you know, uh, if if you have backstage heat and you're not really taking. Okay, what were you saying, Travis? Um, if if you're somebody who has this backstage heat or animosity towards you right now, which. It's it's been well documented in the last month that there is like you said there's been a lot of heat on Enzo recently. Um, yes. If you're not taking the steps necessary to uh, fix it to correct the situation, then yeah, that is on you. You know, then you deserve to get some form of punishment because at the end of the day. Did you hear what Cass said about like when the on Monday he was saying that everybody hates him backstage? He's like that's kind of true. There's a lot of truth in a lot of the promos that Cass has delivered no, recently, weird. which is good and bad because it's playing on. Uh, we've always said the best stories are the ones that have a little bit of actual truth to them. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I think I think Cass is personally happy to be away from Enzo now because of the fact that he doesn't have to worry about 
Enzo being a huge heat magnet towards him. Yeah, um, I think that's a big, you're right, 100%. Yeah, and, and to keep things short and sweet on this one, um, I, w I want Big Cass to win here too. Um, I like Big Show, and I really hope that... Yeah, he he, Big Show needs a couple more, more wins under his belt. Sad, I feel like. I don't know. Well, for me, I just I, I think he just needs to have... He just needs to have a good send-off, and I hope he gets one more WrestleMania match because he was supposed to have it this year yep. in Florida, and I, I don't care what anybody else wants to think or say about it. Shaq screwed that up. So, oh, everybody pretty much knows that. Well, there's a there's stuff that's that's been said saying that it was Shaq blames WWE and they say it was WWE's fault that things fell through. Mm. Um, in my opinion, no, Shaq is just to me is just as much to blame because Big Show kept getting into shape because he was under the impression that this match was going to happen and he was left in the dark all the way up until about a month before. So. In my opinion, if Shaq really wanted to make uh, to make the match happen, he would have made it happen. Yep. And he would have put in the work to, to make it happen. So, no, sorry. Okay, so uh, I am going for um, uh, big... Well, I don't know now. I'll just say... Because hopefully Big Show can have a couple more major matches. I mean, he's not very exciting, but... Up more major matches before he actually leaves. I'm gonna and Big Cass. This is his real first singles feud, besides Enzo. So Big Cass really needs it. Um, okay, so this one I want to take a minute. Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. Why? Why God? Why do you advertise the Demon Finn Balor? It's absolutely retarded when you have in the marquee Demon Finn Balor. They should have not said anything. People would have expected it anyways, but now it's like, now you expect the demon. It just sizzles out that something. I don't know what it is. Yep. It's nope. retarded. I agree. I, I love Finn Balor. Why are they saying demon Finn Balor? It's like saying, oh, McFoley's not coming back. Cactus Jack is coming back. It's like, don't tell us Cactus Jack's coming back. Just let his music hit. Well, and yeah, because, I mean, you can also make that to your argument on the Cactus Jack forefront. Um WWE did that in 2000 with Triple H when they were doing the Triple H at, at the time the Triple H Mankind feud. I know. And then uh, Triple H just beat down Mankind one time on an episode I'm... of Raw, and then all of a sudden he comes out. McFoley oh yeah, I've watched it so many times. Trust me, I know. And he did, and they and they did the same thing there where he took off the Mankind mask and said. I think there's somebody yep. else that actually needs to be put in this match, and I think mm -hmm. you know who it is. Um, and Any, it was, you know me. Any feud probably involving Triple H, I probably know about. True, but I have to say, in that instance, though, that worked. Like, yeah, because that's Mick true. Foley, Mick Foley was a guy who was known for the three personas. Well, Mick so Foley makes him, about every storyline work. Oh yeah, and I still have seen. I, I've I've gone back and watched that episode where he he revealed himself as Cactus Jack for the for the <laughs> yeah. Rumble match. And it really does give you goosebumps when mm -hmm. he takes off the mask. And the way he delivered this promo was just spot on as usual. Yeah. Uh, with this, though, I, I'm the same way. I wish that they wouldn't have said the demon is coming back. Because to me, it was the way he delivered the promo. And you can go back and watch it on Monday when he came out of Angle's office. And he just simply said, Bray Wyatt's got his demons. Yeah. Well, I've got my demons too. I was like, Jeez. And then all of a sudden, 
you heard, and you can hear it. You heard the fans just pop for it. I know, you know? but save and they that for SummerSlam. Yeah, they should have just left it there. And then just still advertise it as Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. But then, like you said, have the music hit for the demon and all that on SummerSlam night. You didn't need to tell people the demon mm-hmm. was coming back. They pretty much figured it was going to happen. Yep. But leave that suspense there. You know, let let people wonder, oh, okay, are we getting Balor Club or we are are we certainly getting the demon Balor? Yeah. I just don't get who makes these choices and decisions. It's like, I don't know. It's like almost like tell. I don't know. It's it pisses me off. So who do you actually think benefits from winning this? Because it's like Bray Wyatt loses way too many major matches when it counts. And he has it recently. Recently, but all in all, in his career, his major matches he's lost. Well, here's here's the thing with Bray Wyatt. This is my concern when he got switched to the Raw roster was that he was going to get shuffled and left to dust and things like that, and and that's why I really didn't want him to be moved from SmackDown. And I think there's still some people to this day and age, or to this day that still wish he would have been left on SmackDown, and I still wish he would have too. But they have not actually done what people thought they were going to do with Bray Wyatt in the fact that he hasn't been pushed aside. He still has been a main focal point. Matter of fact, while he's not the best heel on Raw, he definitely is one of the top ones, and he's yep. done very well in his position. So, and on Monday, I was I was shocked as anybody for one that Bray Wyatt got a clean win over Finn Balor. But when I went back and thought about it, it made all the sense in the world because it still makes Bray Wyatt look like a strong character. Why? Because Finn Balor is still a top star. He's still a top face for the company. So Bray Wyatt beating Balor Club Finn uh, was a coup in the hat for Bray Wyatt. But this is where you can still make both guys look strong because Bray Wyatt got the win over Balor Club Balor, which made him look good. But now he's got the demon Balor. It's a different Balor at this yeah. point. So this is where somebody can argue that. And Finn can still come out looking strong, winning, because he, he unleashed the demon persona, which helped him win. Yeah. So it's still I don't think it harms either guy. I think both guys actually still look good uh, from this feud. I think this feud has done well for both guys. But me personally, I still want Balor to win. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. Um, huge Finn Balor fan. Um, yeah. I've okay. been a Bal- I've been a Balor fan even be- before. You me, can yeah. recall this. This is before he ever showed up in NXT, and I did my research when I heard the rumor oh, that Prince he was going to get signed. Yeah, I did all the research on that, and I remember I told you how stoked I was mm-hmm. when they actually uh, announced that he was just days away from signing it, and I said, dude. They're about to sign this guy, and he's about to change the game when it came to WWE. And I remember you thinking, really? He's that He's that good? And you even watched a couple matches and came back to me, and you were like, I mean, he's good. He's good. I don't see how he's going to be anything special. And I was like, he's going to be special. And here we are. That's been three or, this been three or four years later, and look where he's at now. Yeah. You know? So he's the longest reigning NXT champion to that brand's date. Uh, 
He was the first universal champion. Granted, it only lasted 24 hours, but that was due to injury. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So he's he did exactly what I said he was going to do. He was going to be a big star for the company. And I Man. couldn't be happier because I was like, I, I saw it coming. I was like, this guy's got it. He's got he's got what it takes to be a success in WWE. And he looks like he's doing it too. Um, mm-hmm. I go for... Um, yeah, Finn Balor. Um, John Cena versus Baron Corbin. My God, I know you don't want to go into this very much, but we should have talked about it this earlier in the stage. Oh, no, we should because John Cena still the, the face of the company. Why would, no, no, no. I'm saying we should have talked the Baron Corbin thing. Why oh. in the bloody hell did you let Baron Corbin lose the money in the bank like that? At least let him lose it at SummerSlam like that. At least no. let him let. Well, that's debatable. At least let him keep going on for a couple more months and never came out or just tease us. Why would you make the money in bank feel so shitty like that? I don't know. It just it pissed me off so much. I'm not even a big Baron Corbin fan at all. I mean, really at all. But it didn't. It, just, it that, didn't piss me off in the slightest. As a yeah. matter of fact, I thought it was great that they did. Yeah. But here's here's my argument as to why, because I haven't really gotten a chance to tell you why yeah. I thought this was a good idea. Um, first off, it doesn't harm the money in the bank situation, because money in the bank itself has always been shown as being an opportunity. So while we have seen most cash-ins on money in the bank be successful, there's always been that chance that, well, this could actually not work. This could actually backfire on the winner. But we had only really seen that twice, right? Yeah. To me, you need to have more losers because you yeah. need to solidify that there's still always that chance that the money in the bank is – I mean, JBL had said it so many times leading up to the money in the bank match. He was like, it's virtually a guarantee that you're going to be a champion. When you do that, when you sell something as being almost a virtual guarantee, then where do you get the shock value anymore? Because now everybody's just going to wonder, okay, well, when are you going to cash in? That's always great. You always wonder when that person's going to cash in, but you pretty much don't ever think about uh, them losing. You always think about whoever holding it will win. But if you keep this where you actually have a few times where, oh, the person didn't win. He actually lost. Now you're not making it much of a guarantee anymore, just like the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble is not a guaranteed thing that you're going to become champion if you win it. It just means that you won a big match. Now you have a chance to become a big player. But to me, the way that this does, this is only going to help Baron Corbin because, quite frankly, this feud between him and Cena, I talked about it on this show. I thought it was very rushed and really didn't have any purpose behind it. It now does because Cena uh, has been tagged as the one who cost Baron Corbin the title when yeah, he cashed that's in. That's true. Yeah. So now that's what I was thinking. Added, how they're going to spin it? You've added the the extra story to it of Cena. Coincidentally, is one of the two guys that before Baron Corbin cashed in and lost his WWE title match. So now he just turned around and did the same thing to somebody else who thought he was better than John Cena. Now he's pretty much on an equal playing level of John Cena in the fact that they both missed their opportunity to cash in and become champion. But Baron Corbin is pissed because now he's a young guy 
he's a, he's a young stud that's taking on you know the old lion, if you will, that's on his way out. The old lion, and yeah. this guy costs him his chance to become the champion. Now one thing, people have been saying Cena's going to be going out for years. I think like two, three years ago, people were already talking about John Cena leaving. <laughs> I think it's now they'll become more evident that he's on his way out. Yeah, but it's like it's... Oh, he's still not – yeah, he's still going to be here. I still think we're going to have him for at least two more years. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I love it because it's one of those things where I'm the first to say, and I've said it several times beforehand, no, I was not a John Cena fan for years, oh, yeah. for years. But he really grew on me more so with his promo ability over the last two years. Mm-hmm. And more so, again, that video I shared with you from What Culture – that listed out all these times where John Cena really was actually better than what anybody wants to give him credit for, and including myself. It's true. The matches that he's had have been great. Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. He has had classics with four. Those four guys there are known for their work on the independent level. So a WWE-bred guy who really never was on the indies for too long has five-star matches, in some people's opinion, with guys who have gone all over the world and made their name before they ever got to WWE, and he's having five-star matches with them. Yeah, you can't really say he was carried through those matches, you know? Yeah, that's true. So Cena grew on me. You know, I I don't boo John Cena anymore. I, I like Cena, personally. Um, I like I liked him personally beforehand. I like him now more so character-wise, not because of his fruity pooty colors that he still spins around, <laughs> but more so because of his in-ring work and his mic work. Yeah, you can always you can always guarantee Cena is going to. Uh, he just fills his notches. I mean, I, people maybe not like him now these days, but he just always brings that higher standard, that element in the ring that like presence something about him it just feels like you know he's still top guy for a reason fun topic to talk about before uh, before we head back on to our our normal stuff mm-hmm. um what do you think happens when the in- impending match takes place between roman reigns and john cena do you think cena still gets booed oh if it does happen man that's that's one of those things you just don't know I mean, I, I feel like people hate Roman Reigns more than more Cena. than they hate Cena. So this may—I mean, that's a good point. I mean, I'm, I think I we talked about it before a little bit, but this is like—it's yeah, gonna happen. You I know can it's see them unless they turn Reigns e- uh, true heel before then. If you had to pick these guys that are supposed to be faces that get booed anyways, definitely Reigns because Cena, Cena last week, this week he got some cheers a little bit. That's what I'm saying. There's been more. I'm noticing that more and more. Yeah. He's getting more cheers now as opposed to boos anymore. Because now people are, now people, I think a lot of time, man, and all the reasons why the Cena boo thing started, it was almost more fun. Yeah, I think, I. oh yeah, I definitely think it became more of like, people weren't booing him because he was bad I did both, man. When I was at the brink, when I've been in the, I did both. When I was there, it was like, you cheer and you boo, it's fun. It, it, it is, it is fun. I mean... Cena was the first guy that really ever had that mixed reaction of where you would hear, let's go, Cena, Cena sucks, you know? Nobody really beforehand ever had a reaction like that. Now, for the most part, though, and this is where I think it's funny, Roman Reigns may as well just, I mean, at this point, he is a heel. There has hardly been any arena that I have seen him in where he doesn't get booed. 
like seriously bad. Yeah. Uh, that's why it's going to be interesting how the crowd, to me, the crowd will make at feud by themselves. That Cena Reigns match, that's it's only it's only a matter of time. It really is. It's impending. It's gonna happen. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how the crowd reacts to both guys. And I think honestly, we're gonna see Cena get more cheers than what we've ever seen before. I think those are the top two guys right now, at least that crowd reaction wise. I mean, that's gonna go crazy. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's a marquee match, dude. I mean, I almost I wonder if it could says. like, it, like you know, like a negative doesn't always equal or whatever it's called. Two positives don't equal negative. Whatever it is, <laughs> I wonder if there's it's it is there is there a possibility it could uh, not do good? Uh, to me, the only way that it doesn't do good is if something happens uh, where the fans it, like it's rains. It to me, rains would be at fault if it doesn't go good because Cena's has proven what he can do. Cena's is already a proven veteran. You know what I mean? Uh, Reigns is supposed to be the guy that's the successor to John Cena now, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, you need to step up to the plate and show why you're supposed to be John Cena's successor. And if the feud fails, to me, that's on Reigns. That's not on Cena. Yeah. Cena's already proven that he can he can sell a feud. He's he's done it multiple times. To me now, if you want Roman Reigns when this match does occur. If you want Roman to show that he is going to be the next successor to Cena, then he needs to step up to the Cena level. Seriously, well, that's our Reigns is close to being there. It's he's. I don't know. I think he's definitely becoming more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody has everybody's praised him for his hard work backstage. And I, I'm right there with you. Like you and I have said this numerous times. I like Roman. I think Roman actually. Oh my god! I've given so many things about Roman Reigns. He's a step as talking stuff up because he sucks for years yeah. now. So. Yeah, and I and I I mean I'm I wasn't a huge fan of his promo work. He's he's still I think he's still rough on the edges, but he's definitely much better than what he was two years ago. No, oh, uh, definitely. So, but I still think that when he does face Cena, when the John Cena feud, which I hope. I honestly do hope they save it for Mania because to me it is a Mania level match. Um, it's it's going to fall on Reigns. This is that to me is where Reigns needs to shine. Yeah. He needs to he needs to show even more than ever before. He needs to show that he's going to be the guy that takes John Cena's spot. Cena will already we already know what he'll bring. It's time for Roman to get up to the Cena level at that point. Yeah. So. It'll be interesting when that happens. We still got time for that, but I I, can't, I honestly can't wait to see how that feud plays out. Yeah, actually, it's, I, I can't wait for that either. It's not exciting. Um, man, we got a long podcast tonight. This is our today. It's a uh, hour and. It's our minutes. SummerSlam, baby. Bam. Uh, let's see, Cesaro and Sheamus versus Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Dang, this, this could, could be this is gonna be a long topic good. on its own. <laughs> yes, this could potentially be so good. So I don't know if it can be good as an actual match. But yes. Think, you think so? I just think... Yes. I, I, what, I'm not saying it can't be good. I'm saying there's so much more than just the match. There's like, will they get along? Will... You know, I don't know. Uh, I don't think say, there's any say what you're gonna say. more of the whole Ambrose-Rollins, will they get along? I think that's already been proven that they'll be all right. We saw that on Monday. Do you know the funny um, part about this whole Monday thing is? They pre-recorded so... I mean, this is this is happens to wrestling all the time. They pre-recorded so many SummerSlam commercials. I was with them together. I was watching YouTube, 
and they like have all these commercials now together promoting SummerSlam. It's so funny. Well, I'd, uh, <laughs> one thing that I actually liked that I shared it uh, last mm-hmm. night, late last night. Um, did you see where they almost had the the break the fight breakout between both teams at the little press conference that they were doing? Yep. To, and that's and I truly meant when I when I shared the video. I said if WWE did more stuff like this, this is more believable. Yeah. This is this is what gets fans even more interested is when Definitely. you have little segments like this that aren't involved in the ring. Yep. It's not on the actual show. To me, it adds more of a personal feel to a feud when you have little instances. And do you know like how, many, how many times I've rewatched that now with them doing the fist thing back and forth? Yeah. It's, I've literally, I've literally dude, watched it like five times. For that Man, thing, it's like it looks so freaking organic. It does. I, that's and that's what makes me wonder even more if we'll see not only them become tag team champions tomorrow, but if we see Reigns become Universal Champion. If that happens, if both those guys, like both parties, win their respective titles. Oh, man, I'm telling you, I think WWE at this point would really be missing a chance to cash in on the Shield reunion. But I still will stick to what I say, that the Shield reunion needs to put them back as heels. They don't need to be faces. But I think they would, I think the fans would ultimately turn them face. But I just think they would be more dominant as they were, they were dominant when they showed up as this badass group of new guys that really people didn't like when they first showed up. They were legit heels. I kind of like them, though. I didn't like them individually, per se, but I love the freaking concept. But I remember when it first happened, yes, I, was like, that's what I'm saying. I was like, is this real? Or is yeah, this like... Bring them, bring them back to that. Let them be yes. the badass group again, but let them be heels, because this time, they are all three better than they were when they first debuted. So Definitely. now, this is like an evolved shield, you mm-hmm. know? And I think you could be. I think you're talking serious good business for Raw. Yeah. You can't say you can't say the word evolve around me. Um. So, uh, who are we going for? That's the question here, bro. I'm taking I'm taking Rollins and Ambrose. Of course, me too. Jinder <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Who needs Nakamura? The, who? You think so? Nakamura. I don't. I don't think he's going to. I think he'll win it, but not win the title. I'm taking Nakamura. You think he already deserves the WWE Championship? Yep. Dang, man, that's surprising for you. Usually, you're all about like, hey, old school thought, style. Some people didn't think Gender deserved the title either. Yeah, but he's been in WWE for a long freaking time. Whether he got jumped ahead of the gun or whatever it is, Shinsuke hasn't been there in WWE long enough to me personally. To have that championship belt or really prove himself. Jinder at least has one billion people following him. At this point, <laughs> uh, you need to cash in on Nakamura now. Yeah, that's true. Let's not he's, hold him back too long. You're right. He's, about that. he's white. Yeah, he is white hot at the moment. Kinda. That, that's Strike. debatable, bro. It, okay. The crowds have died down with him. Some of them have because there's still those kids in the audience that are still trying to get used to Nakamura. But he yeah. got a great reception on Tuesday. And some you know, kids don't. Some kids don't know if he's having convulsions or what. You know. Yeah, but he's still he's getting he's getting decent reactions still. Yeah. So, um, I think you need to strike while it's hot. You know. Okay, so you're with Shinsuke. I like and I like Gender too. I like that they went the route with Gender, and I think Gender's done great with the title. Um, I just like. 
I just think Jinder hasn't had enough matches as champion because in what two three month span was all Randy Orton. I just think he deserves a couple different championship matches. I don't know something about Jinder. I really like him as champion. I, I like a good heel champion. I, and he is. He's a great heel champion. Um, but I'm I'm behind Nakamura on this 100. percent Yeah, I mean, I mean, I love Nakamura. I want to see Nakamura win it because I know he's a great wrestler. He's 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 not young by any means. He's definitely put his work into wrestling for many 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 years. Has some awesome matches in uh, New Japan and different things. But uh, yeah, I guess I'll go with uh, Shinsuke on this one. Um, just because I know he probably needs it to solidify him as something special in SmackDown. Well, and I'm hoping that this will that I hope his title reign goes all the way through until WrestleMania because I'm still the guy that's waiting and hoping and praying that every yeah, rumor I've read about yeah. WrestleMania is true. And I really, 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 really am still hoping WWE pulls the trigger on Styles Nakamura for Mania for the WWE title. Did you say pull the trigger? Yep, the V trigger. Good night. Mwah. Okay, um, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> That's a Kenny Omega. Poor thing. guy. Yeah. I know. I know. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, Fatal Four Way Elimination Match. God, <laughs> it's not elimination. Not elimination match, which to me makes it a little more fun. Well, to an extent, if you're playing the video games, you want the elimination factor. But sometimes. The elimination, non-elimination part makes it cool because you save you save Lesnar's um, for, uh, prestige if he finally loses. Well, that's what that's kind of where they're going with that is, and that's what Paul Heyman was talking oh, yeah. about on we Monday. We know that's what they're doing. Well, and that's what Paul Heyman brought up. He's like, this is a match where Lesnar does not have to be pinned to lose, mm-hmm. and that's and that's the sucky part, which is why he's they're doing this whole thing of if he does lose the title, then they leave WWE. Um, God dang. So let's. So this is the major match, the marquee match. Well, let's go on the two couple things here. And two, it's a great match, by the way. Before we pick, we pick who we want to win. Let's do. Let's make this old school style. And a couple more things too. Who do you think really needs it in their career right now? Then this is Samoa Joe's in here. Braun Strowman's in here. Roman Reigns definitely doesn't need it, but. I mean, think about it. That's all. It's debatable too. Who do you think needs it? First off, who do I think needs it? Man, I mean, like, I think Samoa Joe needs it the most. Honestly, Braun's a Braun's a huge presence. Roman Reigns is top guy. Lesnar, look at him. Samoa Joe's the guy who really needs it to solidify him as something up there. And he yeah, talks so much smack. I think he should prove it. You know, I I agree. I like Samoa Joe, and I think and- I love Samoa Joe. And that sucks to say that he needs it, but when it comes to WWE standards, uh, yeah, I think he does need it. Yep. Granted, I think he showed WWE backstage, and apparently a lot of officials were very impressed last month with him and Lesnar and that whole feud with Great Balls of He's Fire. He's awesome, man. So many people, so many people um, wanted to see that match before it was ever put on paper and put on for the show. And then when they gave Samoa Joe the chance to actually showcase what he could do as part of a big feud like that because you got you got to you got to admit WWE was taking their chance because they really they're sometimes few and far between with taking big chances like that but you're taking a guy who's not very much a WWE standard guy against a 
arguably WWE homegrown talent in Brock Lesnar, who has turned himself into the biggest two-sport athlete that we have seen of this generation. So you're really putting your lot, you're putting a lot of faith and a lot of trust into a guy that, no offense to Samoa Joe, but is not the WWE standard guy. But, and he delivered. Yeah, he, that's true. But here's the he thing: he delivered. really, he's really is not that different. Like he's not like that crazy, like like a CM Punk or somebody. He like to me, he's to me he is like a, a yeah. crazy CM Punk guy. Well, uh, to an extent, but I'm saying he is like a. I don't want to compare anybody else. He's something a little different. He's a uh, you know he's tall. He's not muscly, but he's still big, so you can kind of believe he could take down a Lesnar or he has such ruthless ruthless aggression. I just it's feel like. The- I just feel it's like he's not that. It's not the fact that he's a big guy. I'm just, what? It's not the fact that he's a I know. big guy. Well, when it's I say the fact a big guy, I move. mean. Yeah, he when can... I say he's a big guy, I mean like he, per everything presence, package, he can talk. He has that top. He actually material. looked like he could beat Brock Lesnar's ass. That's the point, though. Like, you would think, man, if this guy was in a street, fi- a street fight with Lesnar, he might win. As a matter of fact, I do think that if they ever did fight in real life, no. Samoa Joe could beat Lesnar. Travis, no, I'm. Serious. I love you, man, but no way. Dude, and literally, you, if no if Lesnar if Lesnar could fight dirty, oh my god. No, if we're talking a legit, let's let's talk realistic here and go MMA for a second. Well, Especially, Lesnar has more training too. Doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, Brock Lesnar has never submitted a single opponent in his entire life. Yeah, uh, Samoa Joe is a trained BJJ fighter, okay? Uh, oh, is fact, he? I believe he's a brown belt, if not higher. Um, so it's not that he doesn't know. He knows how to fight. So, honestly, between Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar in a real fight, sorry, I would have to bet my money on Joe, to be perfectly honest. I know some people might find that crazy, but I don't. I think Joe could literally beat Lesnar's ass if he wanted to. Really? I'm, I'm really surprised by that just because either, Lesnar either that is such a least, big presence that I think Lesnar could just like literally spear Either that or he could at least stand toe-to-toe with him. Yeah, I think he actually I could. could that. I, I, wouldn't, I don't think Brock Lesnar would beat his ass. I don't think it would be a molly whopping at all. I, I, at the very least. What are you, I think, 50, what are you 80 years old? Molly whopping? I don't give a damn. What does that even mean? <laughs> Means you put a boot to somebody's ass. A molly whopping? Yes. Travis, that should be why a t-shirt. Okay, that should be a t-shirt off, right there. This on me. That should be. A, I can pick out things on that's, you more. Than that you should be a t-shirt be. right there. That you have two week, two weeks in a row. You've had t-shirt worthy sayings. Okay. <laughs> I've never heard that my whole life. Molly whopping. I'm gonna use uh, that from now on. That's funny. Is that a real thing or is it like a saying? Dude, Jim Ross used to say it on. Did he really? Oh, I thought you were like, I thought you were being original on me. No, no, dang. (laughs) Okay, well, um, let's see. I was giving you props. Why you get all butt hurt? Oh, because I didn't think you were giving props. It sounded more like. Well, first I was making funny a little bit, but that's still. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the name of the game here in Rumbling Reality. Um, so. Well, then I know that I'm far up on you. Then you what? Then I know I'm far up on you. What do you mean? I've had more moments where I've, I've given you props but can dish you too. More oh, my God. Me. You diss me more than you give me props for sure. So I, I think we can safely bet then that I'm kind of in the lead on this then? Hell no. I give you way more props all for being smart, good <laughs> at announcing, cool, worthy things you say. 
You're always a bully. I am not. You're a druggy, a bully. bully, white supremacist. Seriously, you're going to say that last <laughs> one again? Hey, at least it's the end of the episode, so people obviously... I don't care. I don't mean anybody not listening to us because they take it too seriously. <laughs> I know. Okay, let's go back Let's go back to wrestling and finish this off. I'm getting tired now. Yes, so please. That, and I have to watch at least one more episode of The Defenders before we go to work. Um, so, who do you think needs it the most, real quick? Uh, I agree. Joe would need it the Joe, most. Me too. Who do you think is going to win it? Are we going? Okay, are we uh, using our? Uh, own? Who do you want to win it first? Uh, honestly, Braun Strowman. Okay, I want. Dang. Right. I just want to. I know. I want to say Roman Reigns or Samoa Joe because I love Reigns shoving the wind down people's throats. I love it because he's worked hard. But well, that's kind of where it goes into who I think is actually going to win. <laughs> yeah, dang. Um, let's say... Who do I... This is, this is who we think, right? Yeah, this is who we want to win. Who we want to win. Um, I kind of want to see Samoa Joe on top. That'd be cool. Okay, who do we think WWE is going to make win? Roman Reigns. Yeah. And I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily hate it. No, I wouldn't. No, definitely not. So, I'm because again I'm I'm kind of still I'm still hoping for a Shield reunion. That's just me though. <laughs> and that is what we talked about last week. Is yep. I really hope for some reason, like give, you said, give them all the titles. And oh get my them god, that'd be so cool. Yeah. But on top of that, I think if Reigns wins the match in a dirty way, it by the Shield's hand, it may backfire in a good way and make Roman Reigns good. That's what I'm saying. That's and we talked. We did. We talked about because if this you last win it in an underhanded way, it looks bad. But if it's the Shield getting back together, would you boo that? I personally no, I wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. So people either and have a choice in the it. crowd. Hmm? Think about it. It's a fatal four way too. So if you technically were to add the help of Rollins and Ambrose with Reigns, mm-hmm. then you've got Rollins, Ambrose, and Reigns versus Lesnar, Strowman, and Joe. So it evens out to six on or I mean, three can on you three. just imagine if they come out the very start of the match and beat the crap don't, out of all of them, and then Reigns just? That's what I don't want. I don't want that to be the oh, start okay. of the match. I want that to be. I want that. To that would show to be dominance, huh? That would show some kind of dominance, though. It would, but I don't want that. Let okay. it. Let it be towards the middle. Yeah, well, I want it to be towards the middle end either because I want to see them actually fight a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I want to see how many uh, moves Lesnar can botch. <laughs> and actually make and actually make real. Is it just what me? if he actually? What if he pulls off like twenty five suplexes? Oh God! Because I'm, I'm over this. There. I'm over it a long time ago though. No, I would actually like. I would like to see him hit twenty five because he's got three guys. He can hit suplexes on all three of them. I would love to see him at least hit five of them on Strowman. I think that would be funny and cool as hell. Yeah, I can see that people going crazy for that. Um, well. Let's uh, do some plugs. Find me on Twitter at WWE Ramsey, R-A-M-S-E-Y. You can find my co-host, Travis, at... At Travis underscore Falhark. And no more Zack Ryder stuff this time. Let's just do normal no, 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 stuff no, 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 again. No, okay. Heart, man. Go. Okay. Like us on Facebook. Dramatic pause. Yep. Follow us on Twitter, 
We don't have anything necessarily to buy, but you can go get free wallpapers off rumblingrumors.com. Mm -hmm. courtesy and we have of interactive memes on there, too. Mm -hmm. Read all of our awesome articles provided also by Ramsey. Bam. And you will always spike your hair if you've got short hair. Or if you're like me, you'll just let your hair flow. See, right there, walk. you need to come up with a new thing just for you. So that first part... I know, part, it's so hard. It's so hard so for me. So that first part... We can start doing that, whereas you saying that, and then that part needs to be something personal with you. Oh, okay. I'll think of something. Yeah, think of something. Um, but yeah, I like that. Nice little outro. We can keep it going the same way. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay. Well, uh, it was awesome talking to you. This has been the longest show we've had ever, right? Cool. An hour and 32 minutes. Pretty I thought sweet. we hit an hour and 45 at one point. We may have. I'm retarded. I don't know why we always seem to bring this up at the end, though. <laughs> we're like, look where we're at on the time. I know. Well, it's just because we both have lives and jobs. Well, not today. I'm, I'm off. So. No, you're, I'm not. I'm not. All right. All right, buddy. I'll see you next week. All righty. Peace out. Bye. Peace.